Hello, welcome to the University of Brighton podcast. I'm Richard Newman. This week, my guest is Jim Kernock, second year 3D design and craft student who you can catch on Netflix show, The Big Flower Fight. How are you doing, Jim? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for having me. No worries. Look, thanks for coming on. First things first, to anyone watching or listening who hasn't watched The Big Flower Fight and you want to or you haven't finished it yet, spoiler alert, probably best to save this for another day. Um, let's give you a few seconds to turn off. Okay, here we go. Look, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> really great show. Um, and uh, forgive the, the lazy description, but obviously this is like a gardening version of The Great British Bake Off really it's a format that we're all very familiar with anyway challenges in every episode and um, you ended up getting all the way to the final with your dad Ralph we'll talk about that but um, when you originally applied could you ever have thought you would have got to that stage not in my wildest dreams <laughs> we entered um, and we got to the first challenge and I think on the on the way to beginning the challenge, me and dad literally said, uh, let's just give it a go. Um, and we, we weren't picturing getting past the first challenge. And then we got, to, we got through, we got to the second challenge. We had the same, same mindset, didn't think we were gonna get through that, but we did. And then we did, and then we kept going through and we ended up in the finals. So yeah, it was, it was really good fun. And uh, as I say, we wouldn't have imagined getting that far, but we did mm. we did and and the judges um really took you as well dad and lad became a thing um but let's go <laughs> let's, let's go back a bit um before we come back to the show you're obviously from a very creative family um with your dad's um dad's work as well i mean you clearly have some very some passions that you like to do in your spare time between the between the two of you where does your interest in design come from um I have always done like art in school. So I did like GCSE art and I did photography A-level, media A-level. So I always had that kind of creative spark. And then at college I also did a foundation art year. And then that spurred me on. I, I realized that art is actually really, really good. Being creative is what I really enjoy. And then that's how I ended up coming to the University of Brighton. <laughs> yeah, and what, what made you decide to come to um... University of Brighton and how have you found the, the course and the environment? Um, yeah so the it was the course 3D design and craft I hadn't I went to through quite a few interviews and things like that and looked at other universities I won't name any <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it was just 3D design and craft was just that was the one I had to go for that one it was so good and uh, um, the things that people were making from previous years I I really, really liked, and I thought that, that's a bit of me. I want to do that for three years. <laughs> now, how have you found it? Really good, yeah, really, really good. Um, just a bit of a shame with uh, lockdown. We've had to, I had to, we had to close hmm. um, second year a bit early, but we move on, and uh, hopefully, we'll be back in September, and I'll be in the workshops again. Yeah, and we'll come back to university work shortly. Um, let's go back to the Big Flower fight. How did you find out about it in the first place? Uh, it was actually the university's fault. <laughs> <laughs> it, came through, it came through as an email. Mm -hmm. so I've, I'm guessing it came to everyone at the School of Art. And uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was stupid enough to respond. And uh, we, I, came, I, I saw the application, it said, 
it said uh, sort of gardening show for television. And I came and they wanted pears, they wanted uh, gardeners, designers, anything to do with plants. And uh, dad, dad's a gardener, I do a design course and I thought let's just give it a go. And so did dad, dad had the same mentality, we didn't think we were going to get anywhere. Mm. And uh, they, it seemed that they like us. They liked us, and uh, we ended up on the show. So yeah, yeah, but, yeah the... I have, I have the universe, I have the university to blame for being on the show. <laughs> what was the process <laughs> like then to get on it? What did you have to do? Um, pretty much like any job interview, really. Right. You sort of had a had an interview, had an um, like an audition, mm-hmm. and uh, they must have liked what we did. um it was a new show so did you really know what to expect did anyone at any point um tell you what what sort of show it might be like we heard along the lines of uh great british bake-off we knew there was something to do with giant plant sculptures (laughs) and other than that it was a complete shot in the dark Mm. to be honest and me not having much experience in the garden before it was even more of a shot in the dark. I just knew that I wanted to give it a go and be creative. Yeah. I remember in the second episode, you said this direct quote, I don't know my dandelions from my daisies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in the end, do you think it really mattered because of your creativity and your dad's experience? Um, I think what, what uh, was good for us was I came from the point of view of design and dad came from the point of view of uh, gardening. So he did know the plants. And I think it merged quite well. And I think it showed in some of the things we did because I would do, I'd think about how it looked, but then dad would be the plant guy and tell me and tell the judges what plants needed to be where. And it was, it was very cohesive. It was very, very cohesive. Doing it with your dad, how special was that for you? Um, I'd never really worked with dad before just mm-hmm. on on small things that's that's all that we'd done uh so it was very very brand new but i can't i can honestly say i couldn't have done it with anyone else mm-hmm. it was just it was difficult but it was a dream to work with him <laughs> to be honest if i'm if i'm totally honest it was really really nice working with him and uh if we were to do it all again i'd definitely pick him again because you have the stresses and um and you'd have to know each other quite well i think and obviously um your dad knows you you and your dad know each other very well um but you can sort of you can sort of be a little bit more you can take out a little bit more frustrations on each other can't you you can be a little bit more honest without having to really worry about the relationship long term yeah i mean we obviously had small little spats and things (laughs) but he's still going to be my dad (laughs) yeah um, when you turned up on the first day, what did you think? You have contestants from all over the world with all kinds of skills and abilities. Um, was there a point as well where you felt a little bit intimidated by the skills that some of them had and experience? Um, we hadn't really seen what each other had done uh, for the for the first challenge anyway. So there wasn't that initial fear because we weren't sure what they could do. And then we started to make, and as you, as you see in the first challenge, Henk and Jan, and most of the rest, well, all of the rest of them started making incredible things. And what dad 
told me to do was just to focus on what we're doing. Don't look around the dome. Don't look at the other people's uh, creations. Look at them when we're done. And that was a really good point because I didn't want, I, I needed to not be distracted by these other things. Because obviously these people were florists. These people were, these people had done these things before and me and dad were brand new. So it was just get your, keep your head down and uh, keep on making that snail for the first challenge. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Hank and Yam were um, brilliant to watch throughout the, uh, the entire series. I mean, when you, you also turn <laughs> up and there's, <laughs> they're really great to work with as well, I guess, on the show. How much did you get to interact with them? Um, yeah, we got to interact with them all the time. We yeah. were annoyingly close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I love those two. I love them all. And uh, it was, it was just their skill is ridiculous we hadn't we barely planted a thing uh, in the time that they were almost finished in, like, in an hour we turn around and we'd done we would had a bare frame we turn around and see Hank and Yan and yeah you could see what their creations were already it was quite infuriating to be honest how long did it take you to get used to the the fact there's a TV crew around all the time, you've got um, one of the best florists in the world, and Kristen Griffith, Andy, you got there, um, you've got Vic Reeves and Natasha Dimitri, you might have seen from TV, and then suddenly they're coming around, and it's all that sort of very sort of chummy, uh, you know each other straight away, you sort of have to become, you have to try and act natural and yourself straight away in front of these cameras, doing something that you've never done before mm. as well. It must be pretty tricky. Yeah, it was very, very strange. Uh, we were just trying to do our best uh, and when, when, you turn, when you're busy doing things, making things and then you turn around and there's a big old lens in your face <laughs> or a camera, that's very, very daunting and it didn't, it didn't, it took quite a long time for me to get used to it. It was mm. probably, three or, probably three or four challenges was when I was actually quite comfortable but then mm. I reckon if you were to get a camera on me now, I'd, I'd feel like uncomfortable again. It's, it's that I don't think there's anything you can get used to fully. Yeah. I guess it's probably because you get to know all the people that are around as well, the production team, your, uh, the, the other people that are in the show as well. Um, mm -hmm. So it all becomes a bit more normal. And you're in there for hours, aren't you? Long days. <laughs> yeah. How exhausting is that? Because I think when I watched the first episode, I can't remember how long they said, said you've got 20 hours to make it or something. Was that 20 hours nonstop or was that broken up? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you could do 20 hours non-stop. <laughs> I wasn't was, explained. It, and I was like, whoa, this is going to be, <laughs> they're just going to be dead on their feet at the end of this. I mean, we did have it broken up over a couple of days. Okay. And we were still dead on our feet. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was like working in a greenhouse as well in that mm. dome. So it was a lot of effort. But um, yeah, it was definitely split over, split over some evenings so we could get some rest in between. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you said in the second episode that we touched on earlier um, that you, at that point you felt out of your depth um, and the dress that you ended up creating ended up looking great, the hop dress. Um, what was that kind of the turning point for you in terms of um, your self-confidence about going forward in the program and what you could achieve? Yeah, I think that was definitely a turning point. I one of the judges Simon said I need to be I need to have the confidence that dad has in me uh, to have it in myself and when I heard that I thought 
yeah, that's 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 true. I need to have that confidence, and I need to not stand. I I need to have my own. I need to show my own strengths in a way, because uh, in the in the first couple of episode, first couple of challenges, uh, I was definitely following Dad's lead, and then after that, we got into a bit of a rhythm of it, and it was I think yeah, definitely after that episode, after the dress episode, I realised why we were there, and I realised that I can actually. I can do this. And uh, I think from then on, I became a lot more comfortable and I was happier with what we were doing. We touched upon one round, which was the highlight for me. And I'm sure the highlight for most people watching it when they're thinking about you and your dad on it. Um, when you created the anxiety monster, it clearly mm -hmm. meant a, a lot to you um, and your dad. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, that was a big one. That was a big undertaking for the both of us. Uh, me especially, but Dad also to see me struggle to get the get the message across, and he wanted because it was it was a it was a labour of love for me in a way it was completely of my imagination, uh, so he wanted to do it justice, so that was definitely one that took a toll. Uh, sleepless nights definitely whilst building that one. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it ended up getting you in the final, though. That was ended up being pretty good. And um, and 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 Kristen was obviously he came into the into the monster with you as well. Um, how important did you feel it, it it was to to talk about to discuss mental health to 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 discuss um, anxiety? Uh, well, I have, as you can see, I've struggled I've struggled with it, um, and one of the turning points for me was talking about it and getting that message out there just saying to just saying to my family saying to my friends yeah I do struggle with anxiety and from that point on it was I felt better so that's that's the message that I wanted to convey to the viewers to people watching even just the other contestants there that if you are struggling don't suffer in silence and and speak out about it speak out to your mum your dad your loved ones and uh it will it, in my experience it really really helped me and i hope it helped others beyond your parents um and your family did a lot of people know um about what you'd been going through would this be the first time that some people may have seen it i think so yeah i think quite a few people i've had quite a few messages from like friends from school um friends from college even friends from uni uh saying wow I'm, I'm impressed that you kind of came out with that I didn't know about it and uh, it was it was nice and I've had a lot of people that I know saying me too I, I struggle with it too I know exactly what you're going through and I totally understand it understood your whole message and that was really nice and hopefully now we can talk about it more because that's the message I wanted to get across yeah absolutely and we just had mental health awareness week as well sort of highlighting how important it is to discuss these things with with people um really important mm -hmm. um since the program finished i assume you did this last summer um in the yes. heat of last summer so when did uh have, have you still do you still speak to some of the other people that were involved in the show we speak to everyone we've really? got a big group wow. chat yeah we've got big okay. group chat so we speak to all the contestants on a daily basis yeah uh we we send each other silly selfies and uh, just keep in contact and find out what everyone's doing it's, it's been really really nice and i've definitely got uh lifelong friends because we've been through a lot mm. <laughs> yeah uh, do you have you got any plans to 
all meet up when all this coronavirus craziness is over? I really, really hope so. I think we need a big party. Mm. Uh, we need to do some dancing and we need to, I want to hug them all again. Mm. How much has your sort of life changed since, well, last, last week, really, since, since last Monday? I mean, even looking at your Instagram followers that just shot up by, I think it's, I, I think when we started talking, when we were talking about this before the program even started, I think you were on a couple of hundred, weren't you? Are you on like 5,000, nearly 6,000 at the moment? Uh, so clearly, like everything yeah. sort of shot off a little bit. Do you, how, how's, how have things changed for you? Uh, physically, not much has changed because we're still in lockdown. Before mm. the show came out, we were in lockdown and we're still in lockdown now. Um, it's just a lot more people know my face. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot and a lot of people have seen and watched the message, which is which is good. Uh, it kind of feels like a bit like we're in limbo still. Like not, I haven't seen anyone to talk about it to. I've just I've just been like messaged and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, you, the fact that a lot of people, which is good, which is what I like, a lot of people from all over the world have actually messaged me on my Instagram saying that they understood the message. And if they can reach out to me, hopefully they can reach out to their loved ones. Yeah, amazing. Um, and have, have other students at the university um, been in touch with you about just, uh, were they surprised? Did you have to keep it a secret or were you allowed to tell people what you were doing? Uh, I, kept it, I kept it partly a secret, but because uh, filming actually overran slightly for the start of the year, start of the school year, right. um, <laughs> so I wasn't there for like two weeks so everyone was thinking where is Jim <laughs> and uh, so I kind of had to tell had to tell a few of them just to get the get the message out there but when I turned up they were they were surprised and uh, I didn't give any spoilers away so they actually hated me <laughs> how many um how much did sort of take over your your life because between all the challenges you must you know you get through one and you're you're really obviously delighted that you get through to the next the next challenge but then I guess leading up to that again you just it just takes over whilst you're planning with your dad what you're going to do next yeah uh it, it we had quite a few brainstorming sessions and uh it was that to be honest that bit is kind of slipped past my mind I can't remember yeah. what we were thinking of at the time it was quite a long time ago and when we got wrapped so wrapped up in what we were building the the those bits kind of mm. whizzed past I can't remember them anymore uh we took we took quite a lot of time and there was quite a few uh yeah as I say as I say again sleepless nights thinking about what we're going to build mm. how um how much do you think it's helped um your skills in general I think, it, obviously, I learned a lot of skills. I know, now know how to plant things. I know how to plant grasses. <laughs> do, you still, uh, do you still plant things one year on? Are you in the garden? <laughs> I, think I, need, I think I need a few years out. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of it. <laughs> but uh, what was the question again? I forgot what you said. Uh, do you, think, do you think, feel like the, the, the program has kind of helped your, your skills in general? I mean, it's gonna be, yeah. obviously, you've come back into, when you came into, when you finished the show, you came into your second year. So... Do you think that during this second year, some of those things from the program have kind of influenced what you've done since then? I think, I think definitely the, that idea of confidence mm. has definitely followed me. 
that's probably one of the biggest takeaways from the show is just to know what I'm capable of. Mm. I know what I can do in a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 16 hours, I can build one of these blooming great uh, sculptures. Uh, and it has given me the confidence to go into the next project with like 110%. And so that, that's one of the biggest takeaways that I've had from it is just that, that drive to make things. We talked a bit, a lot about um, you and how you found things since the program came out. What's your, how's your dad sort of reacted to the, uh, what sort of attention is your dad getting? Uh, is he on social media? What sort of things did he get? Is he just getting calls or are people telling you having to pass on messages for him? Yeah, but he doesn't have social media. I, I, say, I, say, I say he's too old for it. <laughs> Um, what does he say? So I've got I've got quite, I've got quite a few messages saying uh, yeah let, let your dad know we love him and I've had quite a, I've seen someone posted on Twitter saying that they want to be adopted by us <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was quite funny but there's no room in the house so we can't have that. Maybe you've been doing some um, uh, some videos on on Instagram. Maybe we can have a, a bit of a resurgence of a, a dad and a lad project, which has become a thing. Yeah, it may maybe. Uh it depends if he wants to work with it. me again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it changed your relationship with your dad? Um I have a bigger respect for him in what he does. I now know what hard graft he does from day to day. Hmm. Um but not really. Not really. We're still I still bully him and I still <laughs> insult him and he still insults me. So not, not much has changed. Dynamics exactly the same. It's good to hear. And <laughs> um, on your university course, obviously these are strange circumstances, really odd times. Um, how have you been affected and your um, fellow students as well, your friends at, at uni? Um, and how much have you been able to do at home? Yeah, it's, it's a, a bit of an awkward one because on my course, 3D Design and Craft, we use the workshops. We have the wood workshop, the ceramics workshop, the polymers workshop, and um, the metal workshop. And when we're at home, we obviously don't have those. So there's been quite a big restriction in what we've been able to make. But we've had, uh, like, what are they called? FaceTime calls, uh, yeah. Zoom calls, or whatever it is with, with our with our tutors. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one <laughs> with our with our tutors, uh, sort of keeping in contact with us, and we we've managed to do a project. And we last when was it? A couple of Thursdays ago, I managed to hand in three projects on time. Actually, before it was early, so I'm very proud of that. Uh, and so yeah, we we've we just we just got to make do. Just got to make do. But we all were desperate to go back in September. Yeah, let's hope, um, let's hope we can get into those workshops as soon as possible. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers what, crossed. What are your long-term aims? What do you aim to do career-wise? Uh, that's a very good question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I want to do something creative. Mm -hmm. Whatever that may be, I don't know. I want, I want to do something where I'm working with others uh design based but the, it's a big world out there and there's a lot of jobs that i've never even heard of before and if you were to ask me two years ago whether that I, you're gonna if you're gonna tell me in t two years ago that you're, you're gonna be on netflix soon 
I wouldn't have believed you. So things, things come and go. And I think what I've learned from the show is that to take every opportunity that comes my way. What about some of the guest judges that um, came onto the show? Have you got any of their sort of contact details you can maybe get in touch with, you know, when you're starting to get to the end of your third year? Maybe. I've got a lot of contacts now. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, use them. A lot of them, a lot of them are plant-based. Mm. So if I want to do something with gardening, then I've got good contacts. <laughs> <laughs> but whether or not I want to do gardening, I don't know. <laughs> Um, Jim, it's been great to hear about the, the show. We end every podcast with some questions just completely away from what we've been talking about, really. So first one, who do you look yeah. up to, aside from family, as role models and why? Uh, yeah, so I recently, I recently read a book uh, called How to Be Idle mm. uh, by Tom Hodgkinson. And he is my role model at the moment, especially in lockdown, because this book literally tells you how to be idle and how to just relax and be happy with not doing anything. So that he is someone that I really look up to at the minute yeah. and I've learned quite a lot from this book. Yeah. How to relax. What kind of, what kind of, what, what, what kind of things he has, have you, have you picked up from it? What's, uh, the big, what's the big takeaway? Well, on the front, it has a picture of a guy in a hammock and okay, uh, yeah. we've we've now got a hammock in the back garden <laughs> so okay that's what i've taken away from it <laughs> <laughs> um where's your favorite place in sussex and, and how would you ideally spend your spare time uh i uh, live in eastbourne and that's on the on the coast it's on at the beach so i do love being at the beach i love being on the beach with my friends with some good music maybe if it's a very nice day we might even swim in the sea but it is usually very very cold or other than that, anywhere on the South Downs. Mm. Anywhere on the South Downs, going, going for a walk, love it, love Did, that. Since the Definitely. coronavirus pandemic, how have you changed? Have you changed your life in any kind of way for the better? Have you sort of changed anything about your day-to-day -day living? Um, something that I've always struggled with in the past, actually, is to sort of have that motivation to do stuff in my own time. Mm. Uh, making things, being creative and things like that. So now that we have so much free time, I'd rather be outside making something than sitting inside, maybe saying I'm being on my phone or anything like that. So it's sort of taught me to make my own briefs in a way, if that makes sense. And uh, yeah, actually do things with my time that I have. Um, what would you say your guilty pleasure is? Uh, good question uh guilty pleasure uh i'm a <laughs> i've watched pretty much all of the uh like disney films and things like that and i've watched them multiple times that's i guess that's a guilty pleasure <laughs> <laughs> oh and uh one <laughs> stupid thing is if if you were to put on shrek 2 <laughs> i could probably recite the whole script because <laughs> i watched it so many times as a kid <laughs> Um, okay, finish this sentence. In five years, I'll be what? I'll be five years older. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope to be doing something creative, doing something that I love with people that are great. <laughs> that's, that's good enough. Uh, tell us something about you which most people don't know. It's the final question. Okay. I think if you were to 
go through my wardrobe, 90% of the thing, maybe even 99% of the things in there are bought from charity shops. That's good. How, <laughs> That's when, something when, that not many people know. When do you start, when do you start to, to shop in charity shops more? Uh, well, my parents have done it for uh, ever and ever and ever, and I used to absolutely hate it. Mm-hmm. It used to be the worst thing ever. And then they started to buy some cool things. They started to get some branded stuff from charity shops. And I was like, I want some of that. And now that's, that's, that's the only place I buy stuff from now. Whether that, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's nice and cheap. So. <laughs> good stuff. Um, Jim, look, thanks so much for your time. It's been great to catch up with you. Thank you so much. You can still catch up with the big flower fight and binge on all of it at once on netflix also check out jim's work on his instagram page the.creator.jim is his account and we'll pop that in the podcast description as well that's it for this week thank you so much for listening and watching please do subscribe via youtube apple podcasts and spotify bye for now